This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, Shannon Bream. The older I get, the more the exercise for me is a mental health issue. And Nicole Sapphire. Physical and mental health are intimately involved. You can't have one without the other. Come together to share their top five ways to better your mental health. Here are this week's hosts, Shannon and Nicole. Welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Shannon Bream, host of Live in the Bream on Fox News Podcast. And today I'm joined by my friend, Nicole Sapphire, physician at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and Fox News contributor, doctor. Great to chat with you today. Shannon, I'm so happy to be here with you. It's so nice for us that we can often tap into your expertise as we have you know, for a long time, but really this last year, um, you have been doing overtime for everyone, um, your patients, um, for our viewers on Fox, our listeners on the podcast, people who have so many questions. And so it's really a treat to have you. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I have always been one to say that facts over fear and facts really matter. So if if I can actually bring some level of truth and help people to understand and calm them, I feel like I've done my job. Well, you certainly have. And today um, we're going to talk about some of the things that will help hopefully people um, who are struggling with things that are not only physical, but the mental health side of this, which has been so tough over the last year for billions of people, I would suspect around the globe. Um, Just to set things up here every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, and personalities get together. They share their top five on any given topic. They can be serious. They can be light. Um, And today we're going to tackle this thing that um, has just come to the forefront and really needs needs a full discussion after a very tough year. Since 1949, May has been deemed Mental Health Awareness Month by the Mental Health America Organization. Over the last year, we've all seen our mental health tested by social distancing, financial challenges, physical challenges, a great sense of fear regarding the unknown and all these things connected to the COVID-19 pandemic. So we can't stress enough the importance of trying to reduce that stress. So today, the doctor and I are here to share with you our top five ways to try to help with your mental health. Now, doctor, I will defer to you to get us started. Um, I don't know how much of this will be personal or professional for you, and maybe there's some crossover for you. Well, Shannon, you know, anyone who's ever met me, seen me on TV or read my first book knows that how um, passionate I am about mental health, because if you can't just talk about overall health and not talk about mental health, when mental health tends to be one of the leading causes of death amongst Americans, not to mention our young adult population. You know, about 800,000 people die every year by suicide around the world. And it's the second leading cause of death in those aged 15 to 24. I mean, how devastating is that? Mm. The fact that you have about two and a half times as many suicides in the United States as there are homicides tells us that we have a mental health epidemic and it needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So here we go. I want to share with you my top five tips on what we can all do to combat mental health, because mental health is not just about schizophrenia and you know people having delusions. It can be anything, even as mild as anxiety about 
COVID-19 or feeling mm-hmm. just low-level depression. Anyone can be susceptible to mental health. Number five. Mm-hmm. So my number five. Physical and mental health are intimately involved. You can't have one without the other. You don't have to be a fitness model or a wellness guru. You can start slow. You know, just little changes go a long way. If we improve our diet by increasing fruit, vegetable, fish, and water intake, as well as just get our body moving a little bit more, yes, that's going to help us with our physical health, but I guarantee it's going to help with your mental health as well. Mm -hmm. And if you do this stuff outdoors, that vitamin D also helps you maintain your mental health. Yeah, and and the statistics that you cite are just stunning. And we know that we've seen these things just exponentially up in the last year because of all the things that you cited. Um, And I think sometimes people feel like they're alone in this. Um, So I think it's important to have this conversation um, and to say to people, it doesn't, you don't have to feel like you're in a full-fledged, like you said, mental health crisis, um, something that we consider um, something a very serious uh, problem requiring immediate medical or physical intervention, like, um, you know, a break of some kind. Um, But there there really are these low-grade things that we deal with every day, whether it's anxiety um, or depression or um, just the the uneasiness that can wear on you when it's in a constant state like it has been the last year. Um, I'm with you. I think the physical is so connected to this. My number five is going for a run or for a walk or whatever you can do. I think um, just to double up on what you said, if you can get outside and get some fresh air. Um, I used to, in my younger days, um, working out was all about kind of trying to be skinny and wear the right jeans and that kind of thing. The older I get, the more the exercise for me is a mental health issue. It helps me to manage stress. It helps me to clear my head and sometimes get away from a situation um, that I just need to think clearly and have some perspective on. So I agree with you. For me to get out and go for a run or walk, take the dog out um, and just get some fresh air and just get away from the computer, the phone, whatever is is kind of agitating the stress. Uh, I'm with you. I think that's a good one too. Number four. What about your number four? Well, so that actually leads perfectly into number four because we don't want to always wait until someone is having a break or having that life altering moment where they have to be hospitalized. We want people to learn how to deal with stress before that happens because like it or not, stress is a part of our life, everyone's life. And 2020 and now early 2021 is no different. We have all been tested to the max this last year and a half. So we need to come up with good coping skills for many doing, as you suggest, go out for a walk, taking a nature walk, playing with your pet, or just mm-hmm. try writing. All of those things are a stress, can be stress reducers. And I can tell you one thing that can add to your stress is social media. So right. when I say to take a break, <laughs> that doesn't mean check the Twitter feed because that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. You need to calm your mind as well. So for me, what I try to do, I used to love doing yoga. Um, unfortunately, I have an injury right now, so I haven't been able to do yoga for a while, but the things that I have been doing are puzzles with my middle ah. child. And so that's how we kind of have some quiet time. Mm-hmm. And also laughing, because actually research <laughs> shows laughter can boost your immune system, immune system, ease pain, and relax your body and reduce stress. So surround yourself by funny people and find the simple things you can laugh at every day. I love that. That's so true. Just think about how much better you feel. It's almost like, I don't know if it's an endorphin release. You're the doctor, so you can tell us, but you know, things that feel like they're good for your body and that are calming and um, kind of give you a little bit of a reset when you can have a good laugh. Um, I find that there are a lot of uh, good memes. If I am going to be on social media, (laughs) there's some out there that are really um, give you a chuckle and kind of shake up your day a little bit. Um, I have for number four, I love reading. 
Um, sometimes I, you know, a good fiction book, I feel like you can disappear in that and you can visit another country or another time um, or, you know, get into a, another story. I really love uh, fun authors like Fanny Flagg, who is one of my favorites. She's a Southern author, but really writes with these funny, quirky characters um, that you kind of disappear into their story for a little bit. I feel like that's a stress reliever too. Um, for me in the morning, as a person of faith, a Bible reading is important to help me um, set the stage so that I'll have perspective and be able to, um, you know, lean on something bigger than myself to help manage the stress. Um, but all those things together, kind of this category of reading is something I really enjoy to take a break to. You know, I actually think that's wonderful. And I think a lot of people can find solace in just picking up the Bible, reconnecting with faith. And if you don't have a certain faith, that's okay. Because just by divulging to someone that you trust, having intimate discussions, knowing that you're not alone is can also be very helpful. Number three. The number three for me is something that I struggle with on a daily basis, but it is so critical for all of us is to set realistic goals for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, decide what we want to achieve, whether it's academically, professionally, personally, and then write down the steps you need to realize or you need to accomplish to get there. You want to aim high because we always want to strive for the best, but we have to be realistic what we can do. And we have to be careful about overscheduling ourselves mm -hmm. because while you can get tremendous sense of accomplishment and self-worth as you get towards your goals or you check off those lists. But if you if you overbook yourself and you aren't able to do it all, that could actually negatively impact your mental health and, and make you feel down on yourself when you didn't really do anything wrong. You just overextended mm -hmm. yourself. <laughs> it's not reality. So be careful with doing too much or setting those expectations too high because you may in turn actually hurt yourself because you feel like you weren't able to accomplish it when the truth is no one would be able to accomplish it. It's not, it's not realistic. That's such good advice. And I had a friend who posted something about that yesterday. She said, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's something like if you overcommit yourself to the point of feeling overwhelmed, um, you're not doing anybody any good. I mean, you're, you're, you know, giving yourself unnecessary stress. You're not really going to be giving a hundred percent to the things you are trying to get done. Um, and so I, listen, now that the doctor has officially said it, I, I got to preach to myself here and take it to heart. Um, because we all do, I think, feel like we want to give and plug in and say yes to as many things as we can. Um, but you're right in the end it's not always the best thing for us so thank you for that reminder um for my number three you touched on this a little bit about social media i think there are times when i take a sabbatical that's my number three mental health um you know tip that that i try to engage in sometimes i'll say okay no twitter um or no instagram or i'm gonna post things that i think that are important but i'm not gonna read it i'm not gonna read comments i'm not gonna read critiques. I'm not going to go on Twitter and get involved in reading people's disputes they're having or attacking each other. Um, and I think we have to remember it's not the real world. It really isn't. Your friends, your family, your coworkers, um, your neighbors, those that's the real world. Those are the people that you have relationships with who know you, um, who if they came to you with a critique, you would feel like, okay, this is valid. You know me. You're in my life and I can learn something from what you have to say. Um, the people who are going to support you, um, and I think sometimes when we allow ourselves to go and um, get involved with social media to the extent where, um, you know, you have this you know fear of missing out or somebody else's life looks so great, their kids are so perfectly behaved, they're on the most beautiful vacation, their house is the best, they're skinny, they're, you know, whatever it is, um, I don't always think it's feeding us. In fact, I think a lot of times it is 
adding to the anxiety, adding to the stress. So for me, number three is a social media sabbatical from time to time. Well, to add on to your number three, let me tell you, um, social media has been a detriment to our society, along with there are positives to it, but uh, suicide attempts and just Mm. suicide in general in our teens and adolescents have been on the rise because of social media. And I have learned myself from personal experience that mute function, Oh yeah, it, it is a great thing. I mean, it keeps us living <laughs> in a land of unicorns and rainbows, but you know what? That's what we need because as you say, it's not the real world and you don't need that negativity because it's not necessary. The countdown continues after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Number two. Okay, so going down to my next one, this is something my husband and I struggle with, um, or we at least try to work on, at least pre-COVID we did. We want to break up the monotony. Mm-hmm. You know, you although routines really are good, especially for children, adults, it's not that much different, and it really makes us more efficient and enhances our feelings of security and safety. But those little changes of pace can really... Um, perk up how people are feeling. It can light that spark again. You know, when you get in that repetitive mundane process, sometimes you have a tendency to overthink things and feel down, you know, but add something new, try a new restaurant. We can go, we can actually go to restaurants now. Things are getting weird. There's a light and it's time to move towards that light. You have to start getting out of what's probably been the COVID routine at this point. You have to know that there is life out there. Mm -hmm. It's time to start interacting. It's time to start you know, breaking up some of that monotony. So we got to get out of our yoga pants is what you're saying. Hey, you know what? I never went in my yoga pants because I knew (laughs) that would be bad for the long term. I know. You know, the other day um, I actually uh, traveled and I was speaking to a group and um, I put on real clothes. You do too, at least for the top half, because we have to do it to do TV all the time. I'm going into the hospital almost every day. I put on clothes every day. You're wearing real clothes. Um, you're wearing real clothes. So I, um, but I hadn't been wearing heels because, you know, nobody's seeing my feet in my studio, um, my makeshift studio at home. So to go and speak at this event for this women's event and to be up on stage and have heels on, I was like, Whoa, do I remember how to (laughs) walk in these things? So, um, yeah, I tried to not get too comfortable in the yoga pants, but the heels were my feet, my feet have been in COVID, uh, mode and now they're back out. Uh, okay. So for me, what I have for number two is prayer. And um, for me, that is kind of a way to unload the burdens that I have. Um, You know, in first Peter, it says, um, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. So as a Christian, I take great um, solace in that. And nothing is a secret to God. I mean, he knows what you're struggling with internally, externally. So for me to just take the formal step of, of being vulnerable and saying like, hey, I need help with this. Um, give me guidance or just give me peace. I'm suffering with anxiety and worried. Um, you know, uh, having that community. And for some people, it's just a time of quiet, a time of meditation to kind of unload their burdens and refocus. Um, for me, it's prayer, but I think people can do similar things, even if they're not a person of faith, um, just to feel like you're um, unloading those things that are weighing you down and, and seeking somewhere else to drop them off and to get some help. I think that's uh, incredible. Number, 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 number one. Five, four, three, two. Number one. So for my last one, Shannon, you know, it's 
it's what I find to be the most important one when we're having conversations around mental health. And, you know, there's, especially women in general, sometimes it's hard for us to admit when things are getting a little too hard. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to admit that you're struggling. But I just want people to know that mental health, again, which can be as mild as just a very low level depression, which you may not even realize that's what it is. You right. just may be feeling a little bit different, but that it is okay to ask for help. It's yes. more than okay to ask for help because seeking help is actually a sign of strength. It's mm-hmm. not a weakness. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember that early intervention, just like cancer, just like heart disease, is effective. People who get appropriate care, especially the earlier on they get it, can truly recover and lead full rewarding lives. Mm -hmm. And so I implore everyone that if you're not feeling okay, even if you're not feeling just a little bit okay, it's time to reach out, whether it's to a friend or to someone professional. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to give you all the closing words on this, um, but that's exactly what I had too. I mean, I've had times where um, I've had to reach out to someone, whether it's leveling with my husband, like, gosh, I'm in a really low place and I need some help. I need to say these things out loud Um, or to go into a mental health professional or, um, you know, a clergy person. Um, I've had different times in life where it, it felt comforting to say to someone out loud, I'm, I'm struggling and I need some help. And to have some independent objective eyes on the situation um, to help you think of solutions, um, just to, I think sometimes to say things out loud to someone um, who can walk you through it and who has tools and who has training. Um, and like you said, sometimes it's a, it's a good friend and that's a good place to start. And even your friends close to you will know whether you need something more. Um, so doctor, I agree with you so much on that first one. Um, why don't you close us out? Well, you know, there is, it's, it's sad to me what has happened the last year. And, um, I have seen a lot of people struggle. I see people of all ages, of all demographics struggle for various different reasons. And one of the biggest thing is that people think that it is very hard um, to seek help. And I just want people to know that there is help just about anywhere you can look for it. And as you mentioned, you can reach out to your local pastor. Really, it starts out with reaching out to a friend, to a spouse. Um, But for me, what I like to do is I check in with myself. I check in with myself almost daily, to be honest, Mm -hmm. just to see how things are going. I can tell you, I've had a tough, last few months, you know, I fell down my stairs a few few days before Christmas. And I've had now two surgeries to fix the damage. And I essentially haven't been able to use my arm since December. And for someone who uses their arm every day in their professional and personal life, that's been very hard. So I have made a, a checklist to make sure I'm checking in with myself every day, because depression can come very easily with chronic injury. Um, and so what I like to do is how am I doing today? Am I still able to get up? Am I still doing my daily functions? And am I finding enjoyment in my daily functions? Do I find enjoyment when I see my kids playing? And if the answer to that is ever no, it's time to call someone. And again, whether that's a friend, whether that's your primary care doctor, or whether you just don't want to talk to anybody you know, and you just want to reach out to a hotline, there are people there who want to help you. And for anyone who is feeling even just the slightest bit unworthy of living, there's a national suicide prevention lifeline that is available 24 hours a day in many different languages, 1-800-273-8255. Call them. You don't ever have to say your name, but they're there to help you. 
I love that. Can you say the number again? I just want to make sure if people didn't catch it the first time. Absolutely. 1-800-273-8255. There is help there and you will get over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a really dark place that I talked about publicly and um, I do think it makes all the difference just to reach out. You're not alone if you're having those feelings. You're not crazy. Uh, um, Many of us have walked through that path and um, it breaks my heart when I see somebody lost to suicide because you just feel like if you could have told them, I, I, I promise you in three months and six months and a year, this is going to look different. I promise you. Um, so thank you for sharing the number, doctor, and all of your great advice today. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an incredibly important topic. It is. And it Thanks. affects all of us. It does. Every one of us, uh, none of us are exempt, especially over this last year. We've all probably been reminded of that. Um, Thank you everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. I'd love to hear how you have been coping over the last year, Um, some creative things that you've done or ways that you've um, reached out and been able to help yourself or others. Um, You've been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox News Podcast Network. Thank you. Um, Tell us everything you're thinking out there, and we want to hear from you. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.